BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, I'm Kinsey from the I Love You So Much podcast. On my show, we talk about everything, lifestyle, business, finance, beauty, you name it. My favorite part about the show is the amazing guests that we bring on. We have everyone ranging from like business experts to influencers, CEOs, creative masterminds. It's so much fun. If you guys want to find me on Instagram and it's just at Kinsey Elizabeth, I release new episodes every Thursday. So hope to see you there. Hey guys, this is Note to Self, and I'm your host, Peyton Sarton. From Q&As and breakup tips to simply navigating every stage of life, Note to Self is a space to get messy, explore new perspectives, and ultimately empower yourself and others. Grab some wine or a mocktail, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Note to Self. Just so y'all know, I am fucking exhausted this week. I don't know what is in the air. I don't know how the stars are aligning. I don't know why I'm so tired. I drink enough water. I get enough sleep. I'm not necessarily like insanely busy or really working that hard, to be quite honest. I probably should be working harder. My antidepressants are like really in check and killing it. So I'm not really sure what's been happening this week. But the only thing I could attribute it to is just being chronically overwhelmed with the trajectory of my near future. (laughs) I really feel like I do well living in chaos and kind of with a lot of unknowns, but sometimes it does get to me. And I feel like I'm hitting a point this week where I'm just like, I need to take a step back. And I need to just remind myself of some things, which is why I wanted to talk about in today's episode, the whole concept of living in chaos or how to move forward when the future is unknown. So yet again, kind of a note to myself that we're going to go through here, very much like my villain era episode I did recently. Um, It's always good to have these reminders. And basically when I set up these episodes, I can kind of just like journal my own thoughts and set it up in in a way that makes sense to me. And it's like therapeutic and lovely. And then I can share it with you. And if you are dealing with something similar to this, like just the idea of living in chaos, I guess we all kind of do in a way. So I felt like it'd be a good topic to cover. So first things first, I told y'all I would spill the beans on where we are moving after we live in D.C. We're actually moving in the very beginning of October, probably like late September, early October, as my boyfriend's baseball season comes to an end here in Washington, D.C. As some of you know, Joe and I 
we're planning on spending this offseason and many future offseasons in Dallas, Texas. We bought a house there and we lived there last offseason. My family lives nearby. I have friends in town. We were like, you know what? Let's go to Dallas. Let's take advantage of those taxes. <laughs> Let's save some money and like kind of set ourselves up for a lovely future. We went to Dallas and we were okay. I mean, we really liked the house for sure. Joe is from California, born and raised. I feel like a Texas winter did not really suit him, (laughs) to be honest. But I was looking forward to living in a home and having a place to put all of my stuff. So as we left Dallas, I put my stuff and a lot of Joe's stuff in a storage unit very close to the house that we were living in. Anyways, we had never lived in this house. It just got finished in June. And by that time, we were already in D.C. for the baseball season. So lo and behold, Joe finds out that he has to get a pretty intense surgery on his elbow. And this happened. We got the surgery. He got the surgery in June. And that kind of on a dime, literally, you know, one morning Joe went to work, came back home from work and was like, hey, I have to get a surgery. And I also have to move not to Dallas for the off season. So I'm thinking to just sell the Dallas house because there's no reason to have that if, you know, we're not going to be there for over a year now. And I don't think to be honest that he was really loving life in Dallas and I can't fault him for that because he just likes what he likes. Right. So anyways, he came home one night and told me all of this and told me where he has to move, which is where he got his surgery back in June, which is Los Angeles. Many of you might remember, if you're not new here, I just moved from LA in December of 2021 to move in with Joe in Dallas and then moved out to DC. So I was in LA not even a year ago, and I actually lived there for close to six years. I moved right out after college and I made my little life there. And so leaving Los Angeles was really hard for me. And when he told me all this that one night, I was just like laying in bed. I was so overwhelmed. I was like, holy fuck. Like, what? Like one, you have to get surgery. You're going to be out for 14 months. Two, we are selling a home, (laughs) the home we've been working on for a while. We're not doing that anymore. All of our stuff is in storage there. How are we going to get that? Question mark. We're moving to LA for a very uncertain amount of time. We'll probably be in LA from October to February when spring training starts, which brings in another factor. By the way, I'm just giving you background so you can understand where my headspace is as I'm going through this living through chaos self-talk. Joe, at the end of this year, is what they call a free agent, which means he is no longer with the Washington Nationals and has the ability to sign with another team should they offer him a contract. It is likely that they will, but Joe won't be able to pitch and like play in games until August of 2023, so in one year from now. So a team would essentially basically like get him, acquire him, and then he would go to spring training with that team and then stay and train where the spring training is all the way until August of next year, which depending on the team could be either West Palm Beach, Florida, or Scottsdale, Arizona. So basically there are a lot of different factors that are going to affect where we move after Los Angeles. And that's just kind of the way that baseball works. It's kind of what I signed on for, but it is a factor that's kind of creating this chaos in the short term because I have no idea what's going on and neither Joe or I has any control over it. 
So on top of the fact that we don't know kind of location-wise where we are going to live, I think we're going to get an Airbnb in LA, which I mean, I really am excited to return. I was really hoping to return to either LA or live in New York City. I miss like a big city environment. I miss being like really busy and having a ton of stuff to do. I miss having so many options. Like I miss so many food options, like right at your fingertips. Like it's insane. Also in my twenties, I lived in Los Angeles and I feel like so many of my friends from age 22 on live in Los Angeles. So I just do really feel comfortable there. But at the same time, we aren't signing a long-term lease. We're probably going to rent an Airbnb for a few months, just like month to month. So things are just chaotic. Not to mention also Joe is injured. And a lot of where we live depends on, you know, where he's playing, how he's playing. So that kind of stuff is just generally up in the air for most players. Injury is very normal. And this chaos within sports is also very normal. It doesn't make it any easier, but it is pretty normal. Today, we're working with a new exciting sponsor and one of my favorite brands, to talk about having better sex. Woo More Play is new to the podcast and here to help y'all have the best sex of your life. I always use Woo Freshies wipes before and after sex because they're made with coconut water and they smell fucking amazing. So I feel confident and fresh, especially after a quickie in the middle of the day. I know y'all heard that one episode about Joe and I possibly banging in our car in the parking garage. Let me tell you, a freshie was necessary. I seriously have one everywhere and all my bags and my car, etc. And for the best sex ever, you have to try Woo's Coconut Love Oil. This one's definitely my favorite. It stays on my nightstand. It's made with natural and organic coconut oil. And even though we use it for everything like foreplay, sex, massages, whatever, it's edible. It tastes like a vanilla cupcake, like actually. I highly recommend testing that one out for yourself. They also have the coconut love oil and little like travel packs too. So y'all know I love We More Play. You might have seen it on my Instagram stories once or twice over the last couple of years. And I'm so excited to share that they have given my listeners the biggest discount they have ever given. Okay. So head over to WooMorePlay.com and use code note to self. That's all caps, no spaces, note to self for 25% off your entire purchase. This is not a drill. That's 25% off with code note to self. Enjoy better sex and thank Woo later. Another kind of point of instability for me is, I guess, not really for me, but the one thing that people bring up all the time to me and people in a generation older than me are like, you're so stupid for doing this. Joe and I are not married. So we are not legally bound or connected, which is I feel very stable in my relationship, but I think once you get married, obviously you can always get a divorce, but there is that like tie, the legal tie that just kind of makes things feel like very stable. That is not a part of our relationship right now. I feel like we have definitely discussed that down the line, but with the injury and the moving and all of that stuff, it's just not front of mind or top of mind for either of us. Honestly, it kind of seems like a lot to be, you know, even trying to figure out where we're going to be next month. The idea of getting engaged, planning a wedding, things like that. I think it's definitely coming, but it's definitely something that neither of us are like rushing into by any means. And that is like a a kind of instability, especially when you're uprooted and you're moving 
so much without that, like, I guess, legal tie to put it as non-romantic as I can. I've also had so many people say that I'm super dumb to change my life for a man who hasn't proposed, but ultimately I felt that it was a mitigated risk and one that I needed to take. I definitely needed a change. Like back in December, I was willing to make a change and I'm able to do my job from anywhere. So it's not really like I'm giving up my entire life to follow Joe around because I'm lucky that I can do my job anywhere and I don't have to give up much. And now I get to move back to Los Angeles, (laughs) which is exactly where I was living before. On another note, my job doesn't really run on a stable schedule, and it can be difficult to find and create my own stability work-wise, which I'm pretty I'm pretty positive that's how a lot of jobs are nowadays. If you're like a freelancer, it just feels, no matter how much money you're making, even if you're making a fuck ton of money, you always have this looming thing of like, what if it doesn't happen tomorrow or the next day or the next day? So the future long-term for my job is always a question that other people ask me constantly. And most of the time I trust myself enough to be like, I mean, whatever, I'll figure it out as it comes. I'm just enjoying my job and trying to do it well right now. But if you do hear those kind of comments on an off day or a day when you're already kind of feeling doubtful, it does not help. Let me tell you. And it can feel a little more chaotic. And lastly, on top of that, I've really struggled with the concept of home my whole life, but definitely as of late. And this is first location wise, because I grew up moving around. My dad was a fighter pilot for a long time and we bounced around. We lived some places in Florida. We lived in Houston. And then we finally ended up in Fort Worth, Texas when I turned 12 and I lived there from age 12 to 18 when I left to go to college and I would rarely come back to Fort Worth at that point. So that's about six years. I also lived in Los Angeles after college for nearly six years. I think actually six years. Yeah, six years. So location-wise, home is just like, I don't really know. I don't know what my home is, to be honest. Also, it doesn't help that in Fort Worth, my family, since I left home to go to college, my family has moved houses four times. (laughs) So the house they currently live in, I've like been to twice ever. So I just don't have that like really tangible sense of home. And then also kind of like a subject that people have asked me about before that many of you might relate to, but I am definitely the black sheep of my family. And I kind of always have been on all levels. And it's become a situation where I've really had to pull away a bit and set some major boundaries when it comes to just the type of conversations that I could have with my family. And like overall, it just doesn't feel like home when I'm around like my nuclear family, which is hard to one, come to terms with just myself um, and being honest with myself about that. And it's hard to be honest with yourself enough about it in order to start placing those boundaries. Cause there's like a lot of guilt associated with it. And I still love my family and everything, but I have to be honest about the fact that I don't feel at home with those people sometimes, though I would do anything for them. (laughs) It's just not healthy for my day to day and like my uh, mental strength to spend a lot of time at home. And basically what I'm saying is not only in the near future is there a lot of chaos and instability in my life, there's chaos and instability with my day to day work wise and 
the question of, you know, how long does this influencer thing happen, which I personally think I'll be able to figure it out forever, but it does kind of haunt you at the back of your mind a little bit. I think that's kind of normal. And also more on a deep, really deep level, there's a sense of just chaos and this like lack of home that I have in my life. So I felt like maybe I could come up with a way to handle this chaos and share with you guys how I've done it in the past, just moving around a lot growing up and how I'm bringing those tips that I've kind of learned into my you know current day and then in the future to just a little to-do list of sorts or starter pack for living in chaos, whatever that chaos is to you. So the two things I always circle back around to when I'm feeling like I've lost stability or I'm feeling like I don't feel at home anywhere or I'm feeling like I don't know what to expect next and I feel like I'm just going into the future so blind. One, I always remember that I am my home. I myself am my home and I taught myself that at a really young age. And secondly, the universe is my home. And I'll talk about both for a second and kind of touch on both. The universe one is going to be a little more like woo-woo energy stuff. That's not your thing. Sorry, but I actually am pretty spiritual. So it really comforts me to think about that. But let's start with you are your home. So if you haven't listened to the Guide to Entering Your Villain Era episode, it's actually two episodes ago from the one you're listening to now, this kind of is a little starter kit for me in creating a home in myself. And it's all about, you know, setting up the boundaries that allow me to safely flourish in my own way and protect me from things that might cause me doubt or harm or people I would encounter, let's say jealousy with or trying to control me with or whatever it is. I think that listening to that episode is key. I've kind of dished all my little tips and tricks for creating a home in yourself, but I had some alternate thoughts as well. I've got a little to-do list for when I detach from myself or I feel disconnected from myself and I don't feel like I'm in my home anymore, aka connected with myself. One, the first thing I do when I'm feeling this way is I slow down. I try to take a moment to breathe or journal or go on a walk, be outside, anything to quiet my thoughts and kind of organize them in my brain. A lot of the time I'll do like a mixture of the few of those. It just depends on what I want at the time. So I do whatever I feel, whatever feels good, I'm going to go do that. And this just allows me to think clearly and reconnect with myself, reconnect with nature, feel the sun on my face, and just have a quiet moment connected to my body as well. And this really reminds me of the episode that I did with my dad. So I said my dad was a fighter pilot and people asked how he handled really high pressure situations. And he said his number one thing was to slow down and take his time. He was like, you can always find the time. And he's talking about like moving at like the speed of sound (laughs) and making really quick adjustments when you're like in air to air combat. So he's saying if he can find time during that, that kind of very high pressure environment, you have the time to slow down and relax. Think things clearly through, you know, his remarks on that, kind of have come through in the step one that I have, because I feel like we all have time to just slow the fuck down, 
relax, chill, and kind of get it all out. However, that means for you, get your words out on paper, start to make sense of like the thoughts in your mind, kind of calm the chaos internally. I also, at this point, try to prioritize like rest and reflection and then like mental planning. And then step number two to finding my home and myself is I try to reestablish trust with myself because I've talked about before how like the trust in myself is really the root of confidence. And I will do this by one, reminding myself that I am incredibly capable and I've brought myself this far. So based on the past, I'm able to trust myself. It's also good to like give yourself little baby to do's or goals or things like that to accomplish. And I feel like that really starts reestablishing trust with yourself when you start showing up for yourself in those ways, which makes you more confident and makes you feel like you're more in control of your life. But that reestablishing of trust, even if it's just a simple, like quiet moment where I'm like, look at your fucking life. (laughs) You have accomplished so much and you've done so well for yourself internally and, you know, things that people could never even see or know. And then you've done well for yourself, parts of your life that people can see and watch and get to know. So you should be proud and you can get yourself to where you need to go. You have your back, you know, but that's all trust in yourself. If you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. That's true when your business is growing fast and even more true when there's a lot of uncertainty. Inflation is running rampant, supply chains are clogged, and the labor market is tight. What does this mean for margins? I'm not really sure. (laughs) But not every business is in the dark. I find that with my own business, the most challenging part of it all is numbers for me. I'm not a big numbers gal. Like the second numbers come in, I feel like my brain just shuts off. And I did not go to business school. I was a poli-sci major. So I just don't understand the back end of that part of business. And there's only so much like kind of teaching myself that I can do. Over 31,000 businesses know their numbers because they use NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. NetSuite gives you visibility and control of your financials, planning, budgeting, and of course, inventory, so you can manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need all in one place. In 2022, profit is the new growth. So NetSuite helps you identify rising costs, automate your manual business processes, and see where to save money. Know your numbers, know your business, and get to know how NetSuite can be the source of truth for your entire company. Right now, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash note to self in all caps right now. netsuite.com slash note to self. That's netsuite.com slash note to self. So step number three, I try to find stability where I can. When there's a lot of unknowns, it can be easy to focus on what I don't know or the future that I'm not sure how it's going to pan out. But there's so much in my life that I can control and that I can find stability in. So one, we've talked about my home and myself, and I want to be stable in that. I really want to feel like I'm making a home in myself, which offers some stability. I've always got my back. I also simplify at this step. So like kind of how I was talking about in your villain era to just like ruthlessly edit your life. I try to take away all everything that I don't need and especially things that I absolutely don't enjoy. I feel like simplifying my life and just making my world a little bit smaller in that way is so helpful to 
dealing with chaos. I also will try to establish a routine. So like on either Friday, Saturday, or Sunday for the following week, I'll plan what I'm doing throughout that week. Usually on like Friday afternoons, I like to just have my like me time where I plan the next week, just like in general, try to schedule like workout classes and like some of my work hours. Am I going to work out of the house this day? Am I going to shoot this day? Like I try to give myself a schedule. Of course, things can change last minute all the time and what I do, but I try to establish some sort of schedule. I also create many a to-do list. I have a to-do list for every single day. I mean, I'm a person who puts like way too many to-dos on my list, but crossing them all off one helps with that establishing of trust with myself, but it also just makes me feel like I have control over my time. And the to-do list obviously are always aimed at accomplishing certain goals, which having like a goal of the week or a goal of the month or a goal of the year, the goal of the next five years. I feel like listing those things out for myself, though I know they could possibly change. Just having a basic list makes me feel like I at least like know where I'm going (laughs) and I'm taking baby steps to get there. And I can do that from anywhere. It's okay if I don't know where I'm going to live in the next year of my life or five years or whatever, but I can get to these other specific goals that I have no matter where I live when it comes to work is basically what I'm saying. And like, you know, physical fitness and being healthy and things like that. Just like I plan on my work and everything, I also plan enjoyment. So I like to make dates with my friends and dates with Joe and just kind of plan and organize both work and my personal life. And for me, it makes me feel like there's a sense of stability, even though the near future is kind of a big question mark. Also for me, creating stability means saving money. I have been on a big saving money kick lately and I still do spend money, but I get rid of quite a lot of stuff, like a lot of my old clothes and things like that. I'm always trying to like recycle out things and I bought myself some nice things, but I'm buying like fewer items. So I'm not going on like mass shopping sprees anymore. If I do buy myself something nice, I've usually had my eye on it for a while. So I just want to have less in general. That's kind of my goal. And that's been really helpful for me savings wise, because I didn't realize how much money I was just wasting on just like so much excess. Like I'm buying nicer things for myself now, but the excess was costing me (laughs) so much. Um, I also just did start making more money. So even though I am struggling and I feel kind of not on stable ground, one thing that helps me be able to kind of like stare down the future work-wise is putting my all into saving and setting up a good foundation for myself just in case. And that has been really gratifying. And I've, I've really enjoyed starting to take control of my money and understand that whole thing a little bit more. And it makes me feel more comfortable in my life to have a plan in place basically. And that's a huge part of everyone's stability. I know like we're all just like out here working so we can make money to live. And it's nice to be able to focus on setting myself up in that way. So I worry a little bit less. And step four for connection with myself, which will lead us into the whole connection with the universe conversation as well, or finding a home in the universe, is I really try to detach from this whole what I'm supposed to be doing timeline and supposed to is in quotation marks there because 
I just want to do my best to move towards the people and places and things that flow and that feel right. This whole supposed to timeline for me, at least isn't healthy. And I feel like sometimes if I look at life or what I'm supposed to be doing, because everyone else is doing X, Y, and Z things, I, I start feeling like guilty and just like negative. And I just don't want to feel that way. It's not, that's not helpful to my life at all. And there's some things that are absolutely out of my control and I can't just like do what I'm quote supposed to do sometimes. <laughs> it doesn't flow with me. It doesn't vibe with me. And I feel like when I'm in alignment with myself and I've made a home in myself, I can start more flowing with the right energy and, and attracting the right things into my life. So this kind of reminded me, my grandma and I are like besties. Like right now we're texting each other absolute novels, but it reminded me of this quote my grandma shared with me and I'm not sure who said it. I think it's actually been quoted in like songs and stuff, but my grandma is like a hippie woman and she experiences a lot of guilt for being a human being. Okay. She's literally a fucking saint, but she's like, humans are just so horrible to each other. Sometimes we have this whole lineage of of being evil in a sense, you know, and she has a really hard time with that and a lot of guilt with that. And she read me this quote once she was like, Peyton, this quote made me feel so much better about being here and enjoying my life because knowing all the horrible things that happen in life, I feel guilty for enjoying mine sometimes. And the quote is, you are a child of the universe, no less than the trees and the stars. You have a right to be here. And she kind of read that as like, okay, you have a right to be here. You shouldn't feel guilty for being here. It's okay that humans, not, it's not okay that humans were horrible to each other and are horrible to each other, but you do have the right to live and enjoy your life basically is how she took that. But for me, I feel so at peace and so comforted by that because it makes me feel like maybe I don't have a, a home just like the building materials. And maybe I don't have a family that I'm super, super close to, though I will say my grandparents are my saviors and I do speak to my little brother quite a bit. Or maybe I don't have a place that I've lived my entire life. But the universe, after reading that, I, I kind of felt like the universe felt a little bit more like my home and that all that doesn't matter and I should feel at home in the universe in which I was created. And then my grandma and I started talking about that and we got in the longest conversation <laughs> ever. I miss her so much. So once I kind of make myself at peace with the idea of being at home just in the universe and that having a physical home is a little bit unnecessary, one, it brings me a lot of comfort, but it allows me to trust the universe a little bit more. And I realize at the end of the day, no matter how stable anyone thinks their life is, none of us are in control. And crazy shit happens all the time that throws the most stable people completely out of stability. I mean, we saw with 2020 with the pandemic, I mean, that hit us really hard and we didn't see that coming. And so for me, what I've kind of concluded in myself is that my guiding light is obviously my like mental ability and just logic, but also trusting my intuition. And when I make a home in myself, I feel like I'm more connected to my intuition and I can understand it a little bit better. And when I'm really connected and aligned with myself, I do trust the universe a lot more. And I trust kind of where my life path is going, even though I can't see 
the path exactly right now. So there are a couple different quotes and words that I've read that have really made me just kind of understand the idea of my intuition and being in flow with the universe and the energy around me and attracting the right things. And a lot of them are on my Pinterest, but I'm going to read one. I don't want this to be like an episode where I'm just like reading fucking quotes, like so (laughs) woo woo and weird. But this one actually really has helped me in terms of like my mindset and understanding that I don't need to follow basically a suggested path. So it says, if you obsess over whether you're making the right decision, you are basically assuming that the universe will reward you for one thing and punish you for another. The universe has no fixed agenda. Once you make any decision, it works around that decision. There is no right or wrong, only a series of possibilities that shift with each thought, feeling, and action that you experience. And there's something about that that just brings me so much peace. Like there's not a right thing that I need to be doing or a wrong thing I need to be doing. I'm just doing things. (laughs) And I have more opportunities and feelings and thoughts out of each decision that I'm making. And it's not right or wrong or good for me or bad for me. And I think at the end of the day, if you have this trust in yourself and in the universe like I have, it, it could vary. Some people are more religious than spiritual. You have trust in God. But if you know and you have this inner knowing that you're going to be okay, you kind of give yourself permission in a way to relax into the chaos and enjoy the chaos if you know at the end of the day that you're going to be okay. And like I've said from the beginning, logically speaking, I've gotten myself this far and I personally know that I'm going to be able to do whatever I need to do to get myself through my future. And I trust myself to do that. And then, like I said, I also, I do trust the universe and I feel like surrendering to the chaos sometimes is the best way for me to live outside of making those small, obviously like tangible changes, like planning my weeks and all this stuff. Like you can only control so much. And then big picture, you're just kind of (laughs) like, okay, well, I'm guess I'm going to have to be okay with the chaos because this is my life now. (laughs) Another thing that I've been like reminding myself of is this other quote I saw on Pinterest that says, I relax, I let go. My life is in perfect flow. And there's something about that that I'm just like, okay, I had that with my phone screen background for a while. And I think that this trust just invites me to stop trying to be in control all the time because part of the issue is it's not the chaos, but it's I'm trying to control the chaos all the time. And that's stressful. It's not meant to be controlled because you can't control it. And I kind of always think back to the fact that, you know, how do I know that my mental plan is better than whatever the universe has in store for me next? or whatever opportunities come out of decisions that I never planned on making or whatever it is. So I know that's like a lot of energy kind of stuff. And if that's not your vibe, you might be like, okay, shut up. But (laughs) it's definitely my vibe. And I've just really been trying to act in alignment and refinding my home and myself because I've gotten so overwhelmed. You can probably hear it in my voice. I'm exhausted. And when I was thinking about what to talk about this week, I was like, trying to put together this whole episode that I still want to do. I want to do one of those state of the unions, you know, on TikTok, you've seen like the things that are in the things that are out. I want to do like a big one of those and share like all of my favorite things that I love from like, not only like mindset and how I'm living my life, but also like actual things like my favorite water bottle ever and like very specific makeup items and like things like that, which I still want to do. But 
I felt like that was going to be a more playful episode. And honestly, I just don't have the energy to be playful. So I feel really good that I can get on a mic and just like not have to fake anything and not have to put on a show. Basically, I can kind of just have this moment to remind myself of these things and hope that this resonates with you. If you're going through some chaos right now, I know a lot of us have different kinds of chaos in our life. So we might all need this reminder. Uh, You guys can find me on Pinterest. I'll go ahead and link that in the show notes. I have a lot of things penned that really help me with kind of the anxiety of the future and the fear of the unknown and just worrying and chaos. (laughs) So I will link that below for you guys. You guys can also just find me on Pinterest. Just type in Peyton Sarton, my name, and you'll see it on my words board. But that is the end of today's episode, and I'm wishing y'all a little more energy than I have this evening, and also I hope that you find some peace in yourself and know the universe has you and know that I'm right there with you because we're in the same freaking boat. Thank y'all so much for listening to today's episode. You can catch a new episode of Note to Self every Thursday. Please, please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the good stuff. I always want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review if you have a sec. Follow Note to Self on social for all the behind the scenes action and more info about the show at NTS by PS on Instagram and at Note to Self Pod on TikTok. And I'll talk to y'all next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.